Good morning and welcome to the River of Life Sunday Morning Podcast. If you're local to Wakulla County, we'd love to see you and worship with you in person. Our Sunday morning services begin at 9 and 11 o'clock. May God bless you and we hope you enjoy the sermon. Good morning, church family and friends. I pray you're doing well, staying safe and living in victory. In fact, that's what I started preaching on last Sunday about how to get through something in victory, great victory, in such a way that God is pleased with us. And not only that, where we have victory, regardless of the circumstances we're going through. So this morning, I want to give you number two on how to get through whatever you're going through. Now, let me just give you a brief review. Last Sunday morning, we talked about biblical knowledge and sincere prayer that through biblical knowledge and sincere prayer, you press in until you get a word from God. And when you get that word from God, it will sustain you, and it will keep you going, and it will keep you in victory. You do know that's what the 23rd Psalm was all about. When, the da- when David said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, because the Lord was with him, You understand, he could say that because he poured over the word of God. We know when we read about David in his life that he did that. He poured over the word of God and he pressed into the heart of God. And so what David was giving was a testimony. If I go right through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil because he knew God was with him. That's what we're talking about, the kind of biblical knowledge and sincere prayer that gets you right to the heart of God. And that's what we should be saying. That should be our testimony. Though we walk through the Corona Valley, we'll fear no evil. Though we walk through a financial valley, we'll fear no evil. Though we walk through a physical valley, we'll fear no evil. No matter what valley the enemy throws in front of us, we'll go through it and we will not fear because the Lord is with us. Now, that was number one. If you missed last week, please go back and check that message out. Biblical knowledge and sincere prayer. Now, today, I want to talk to you about biblical joy and happiness. And I just want to go ahead and tell you that... What I'll be sharing with you today does not sound nearly as spiritual as what I shared last week. But boy, is it powerful when you put it to practice in your life. Biblical joy and happiness. Now, first, I want to tell you that a a lot of times people try to separate these two. I've read a number of articles through the years where somebody tries to say joy and happiness are not the same thing. That you can have joy, but you don't have to be happy to which I want to say, stop trying to be so smart. (laughs) Stop trying to be so intelligent. Uh, A seven-year-old knows better than that. Joy and happiness go together. I I love those little statements about things going together, don't you? Some things just go together, like peanut butter and jelly. They go together. Like hugs and kisses, they go together. Like coffee and donuts, well, that goes together. Praise and worship goes together. Glory and honor goes together. Uh, uh, Wisdom and truth go together. Well, joy and happiness go together. I mean, come on, really. Have you ever seen a truly unhappy person who was full of joy? I haven't. That's one of the reasons I'm preaching this point. 
Because I want to tell you, the Bible teaches us that no matter what we are going through, that we should be full of joy and we should be full of happiness. We should be living in victory, celebrating our faith. Now, we don't have to be happy about the circumstances that we're going through. I'm not pleased with what we're going through right now. I don't like this, but I'm happy and I have joy and I have victory in my life. So no matter what you're going through, the Bible teaches us that we should have joy and happiness in our lives. And we should radiate with that joy and that happiness. Now, you may be thinking, Pastor, how is that even possible that we could be going through a difficult time in life and still have joy and happiness and be celebrating? Well, that's the reason we call it biblical joy and happiness. Because I'm telling you that the joy and happiness we have as Christians, it doesn't come from the world. It's not of the world. The world didn't give it to us. No, no, it comes from a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So no matter how dark the days are around us, we have victory because we know the Lord as our personal Savior. And the Bible makes it clear that we can actually make a choice. You can choose. You can choose to have joy. You can choose to be in a good mood. You can choose to be happy. And do you know why you can make that choice? Because you know something the world doesn't know. Don't you? Child of God, don't you know something the world doesn't know? Or let me put it this way. Don't you know someone the world doesn't know? The fact that you know Jesus Christ, that you've been born again, that you've been saved, that you have a relationship with him, makes it possible for you to live in great joy and happiness. The Gaithers used to sing a song. I still like it. It's a little coarse. The world didn't give it to me, and the world can't take it away from me. The world didn't give it to me. The world can't take it away from me. I'm telling you that if we derive our joy from the world, then the world can take it away from us. But if our joy comes from above, nothing in this world can take it from us. I, I want to begin today with a scripture where Nehemiah is speaking to the people of his day. And this is found in Nehemiah 8.10. And this is what Nehemiah said in that day. He said, do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Now I'm asking you, why would Nehemiah say to the people of his day, do not sorrow? The answer to that question is, they were going through something. They were, they were going through a difficult time. In fact, if you go back and read the story, it was a lot more difficult than what we're going through. But Nehemiah said, do not sorrow, because he knew it would be easy in the situation that they were going through for them to slide into emotional distress, sadness, and sorrow. And what he's saying is, don't let yourself go to that place. Don't be sorry. Don't, don't allow yourself to go to that place of sorrow. Uh, Nehemiah was saying, you have an option. You can choose the joy of the Lord. You can choose the Lord. And he says, if you choose joy, then you're choosing something that'll make you strong. I mean, really, friends, there is no such thing as a happy, as an unhappy, strong Christian. It just doesn't work that way. Unhappy Christians are not strong. And that's the reason the Apostle Paul says, 
in Philippians 4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Do you understand that Paul was saying, regardless of what you're going through, regardless of how difficult it is, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. So with that in mind, Christians, I want you to listen to me. And this is a time when maybe I'm not speaking to everybody. Maybe this is a time when the Holy Spirit will zero in on somebody's heart who's watching right now. Child of God, stop getting so uptight about the world and what's going on in the world. I'm not saying we should dismiss the world and not care. I'm saying don't let the world get you so uptight. I need to ask you some questions. Did you get saved? Did you really get saved? Did Jesus Christ really come into your heart? And did you have a conversion experience, a born-again experience? Did you? Do you understand that he will never leave you nor forsake you? Do you understand that the moment he came into your heart, he made you more than a conqueror through his love and power and indwelling spirit? Do you understand that nothing can ever separate you from the love of Christ? The Bible says neither, neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us. Are you aware of the fact that one day when this life is over, he will give to you a grand and glorious entrance into the kingdom of God? He will lead you in to the kingdom. You see, friends, that's all part of your salvation package. Every time I've ever applied for a job, one of the things I want to know is, what's the salary package? What comes along with this salary? Well, friends, I'm telling you, that's your salvation package. When, when Jesus Christ came into your heart, it meant he'll never leave you, he'll never forsake you, that you are more than a conqueror, that nothing can separate you from his love, and that one day you're going to spend eternity with him, and he will be your, your help, he, he will be your guide, he'll be your deliverer, uh, his righteous right hand will hold you up. We could go on and on, it's all through scriptures, that's part of our salvation package, so I want to say it again. Child of God, stop letting this world steal your joy. Now, this is not breaking news. In fact, this is old news. The world is going to hell in a handbasket. I've heard that expression my whole life. I think we do need to change it. I think we need to say the world is going to hell in a jet airplane because it seems to be headed in that direction faster than ever before. Listen, the Bible says that things will get worse and worse and worse and worse in the world. And at the same time, the Bible is telling us that things will get worse, much worse. It says that we are to be celebrating our faith, that we're to rejoice always, that the joy of the Lord is our strength, that we are to live in victory. So listen up. Maybe you need to lighten up. Seriously. Stop being so serious. If Christ lives in your heart, if you're more than a conqueror, if heaven is your home, if you have eternity living in you, then laugh some, rejoice, smile, enjoy your life, bless others to enjoy their lives. Now, I don't think it's possible to preach on this subject without pulling this verse in. And here it is. 
This is Proverbs 17.22. A merry heart does good like a medicine. Do you understand that a merry heart does good like a medicine? The Bible says to to have a cheerful heart, to have a merry heart, uh, to be full of joy is like a medicine. It brings healing. But then it goes on um, to, to say that, but if you're sad, it dries up the bones. It's like a disease that you have. A merry heart does good like a medicine. I always love it when science catches up with the Bible. When science proves the Bible true. Uh, Listen to these statistics. Did you know that science has now found out that laughter boosts the immune system? Laughter decreases stress hormones and increases immune cells and infection-fighting antibodies, thus improving your resistance to disease. Laughter triggers the release of endorphins, the body's natural feel-good chemicals. Endorphins promote an overall sense of well-being and can even temporarily relieve pain. Try it. I just want to encourage you to try it. I've challenged the congregation before to do this. Get in a room. Get off by yourself. Get in your car and start laughing. If for no reason at all, just laugh. A merry heart does good like a medicine. I'm telling you, there's a lot in this world to be sad about, but you and I can laugh and rejoice and live in victory because Christ lives in our heart. Just try laughing for five minutes and see if you don't feel better. Now listen to this one. Laughter protects the heart. Laughter improves the function of blood vessels and increases blood flow, which can help protect you against a heart attack and other cardiovascular problems. We need to laugh, don't we? I know things are not good in the world, but they never have been, and they're going to get worse. So why not laugh? Now, let me share this with you. A study in Norway was shown has shown that laughter can extend the lives of people. Did you know laughter can increase your lifespan? In the study, 54,000 Norwegians were followed for seven years. These people were asked about their sense of humor and how often they laughed. Those that found the world the most funny were 35% less likely to die during the study period. And this really caught my attention. If a person in the study was diagnosed with cancer, he or she was 70 times more likely to survive until the end of the study if laughter and humor is an important part of his or her life. You see, friends, a merry heart does good like a medicine. God said it a long time ago. The other day I was listening to a song And I just have to tell you, this particular song, man, it cheered my heart, changed my mood, and I just felt the strength of the Lord just flowing over me. Uh, This is a song by Ron Canoli, and it's, uh, you can look it up on the internet, and I hope you will, I, I, I hope you'll play it. You'll love it. It's entitled, Go Ahead. Ron Canoli, Go Ahead. Listen to this. Here's how the song begins. If you catch hell, don't hold it. If you're going through hell, don't stop. Now, that may not sound like a Christian song, but friends, that is a Christian song, and the Bible teaches it. Listen, if you catch hell, don't hold it. Don't embrace it. Don't take it personal. Release it. Let it go. 
As a child of God, you're going to be under the fiery attack of the enemy at times, and he'll use anybody he can against you. So if you're catching hell, don't hold it. Let it go. There are things that happen to you every day of your life. You just need to let it go. Don't let it sidetrack you. Don't let it get you off course. Let it go. And then how about this? If you're going through hell, don't stop. Sometimes it seems like we're going through hell on earth. But when that happens, friends, don't stop. Don't set up camp. Don't say, I think I'll live here and be miserable for the rest of my life. No, if you're going through a hellacious battle and valley, keep praising God and glorifying God. It'll bring strength into your body and just go all the way through that valley and don't stop until you reach the next mountaintop. Keep praising God. And I want to tell you, friends, uh, there'll be another valley, but just don't quit. In the valley, on the mountaintop, just keep praising God. The song goes on to say, Remember, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against you, you shall condemn. For greater is he who is in you than he that's in the world. And then the song says, so you, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Don't stop. Keep going. Keep going and keep praising God. Keep celebrating your faith. I'm sorry if you're disappointed in me, but I really do like that song. Child of God, please, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. You can be happy in an unhappy world. You can be happy in an unhappy situation. You can have victory when the world around you is in defeat. Because you know the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Uh, Don't blame your unhappiness on anybody else. You make the choice to be happy, to celebrate your faith. Now, in these two Sundays, I've given you two things. and, And that is biblical knowledge and sincere prayer. I mean, getting in the word of God and going after the heart of God in prayer. That's one. I think that is the most important thing you'll ever do in your life. And then the second thing is, make up your mind to live like a Christian, to be a child of God, to rejoice always, to celebrate your faith. I want to tell you one more time, I love you. God bless you. I look forward to seeing you soon. This thing's going to be over with. We're going to praise our way all the way through it, and we're going to praise God when we get back together. Stay safe. Keep celebrating your faith. God bless you.